When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. This week on Jordan and Jake. We both pick the Niners, and I still to this day think the Niners are the better football team. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player, and that's exactly what happened. My thoughts on Olsen when he got there, I'd seen some games, some Chicago games on TV where they do your mug shots, you know, your before, during starting lineups <laughs> and stuff. And I yeah. always thought Olsen looked like a jerk. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross. And Jake DeLome. Well, hey, Panther fans. Welcome to Jordan and Jake podcast. The first the first ever off-season Jordan and Jake podcast, Jake. We made it through our rookie years as podcasters together. I know that we both have experience behind a microphone. I've had a podcast before, but our rookie season together, Jake, I think it went pretty well. I know the Super Bowl was last week, and we need to talk about that. But more so, you know, we we got to talk about our rookie season. So let's let's get the let's get the Super Bowl out of the way, Jake. You know what? No, let's go important things first. How have you felt getting through this rookie season, Jake, as a podcaster with your good buddy Jordan? Well, I think that we have improved along the way. Um, I'll be honest; the first time we ever did it, I wanted to make sure. I had all these stats and knowledge of the, you know, the, the Rams and we're, we're playing, we're opening up with the NFC ch- champion Rams and what do they do and how are we going to compare statistically and things of that nature. Then I realized after we got to talking, I'm like, well, that was dumb. I said, because people <laughs> kind of don't want to hear that. Yeah, you can throw out a couple of little tidbits, but, you know, it, just let it flow. Let it flow. Talk about the game. We can talk about some stories and. Uh, our playing days and how do you prepare for week things like that. And I thought we got better as the season got on. And listen, it was difficult to talk, especially toward the end of the season. Things weren't trending in the right direction. You know, I know trending is a uh, kind of a buzzword now. Well, we weren't trending in the right direction. And it's difficult sometimes and there's not a whole lot to play for at the end of the season. Um, luckily, luckily I, I haven't been a part of many teams that were in that in that uh type of situation so it gets difficult in a way and then we had the whole Ron Rivera um, dismissal and so we knew there'd be a new coach and you know there's going to be questions answered so I thought um, we had some adversity thrown our way Jordan I thought we fought through (laughs) it 
And uh, I'm not saying we came out on top, but I think we're, we're trending in the right direction. I think we came out on top, Jake. And I don't think there's another pa- a tandem of broadcasters in the world that could have handled everything that we had to ha- deal with this year. We had to carry Mick Mixon on the radio broadcast. Zoke is as good as worthless out there. Yeah, I mean, it, if it wasn't for us, Jake, the whole season would have been a wash. It could have gone even way worse. So congratulations, Jake, for really being the man that I thought you were this entire season. I've enjoyed it. And and we're going to move into off-season mode. So it's been a weekly broadcast or weekly podcast, one episode every week. We're going to go into a monthly now as the off-season comes on. we got to heal our bodies up, Jake. You know, we're, we're I- sore from the season. we got to get, you know, our nutrition's fallen by the wayside. Our bodies are weak and feeble because of the beating we've been taking. So we got to recover, man. I agree with you. And that's usually the case in the off-season. You just kind of let the body – let the bruises come out and then uh, slowly start to prepare yourself to get ready for, for 2020. New decade, Jordan. New, new, new decade, decade exactly. All right, offseason did start for people who really are beat up uh, on Monday. Super Bowl was over. You and I both called the Niners. We thought they were going to win. I was feeling pretty good about it with six minutes or so to go in the <laughs> fourth quarter. Then the Chiefs happened as they've been happening all season long. Give me your thoughts on the game, Jake. Well, I we both picked the Niners, and I still to this day think the Niners are the better football team. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player, and that's exactly what happened, in my opinion. I thought watching that game early on, it was the two best teams, to, to me, standing out, uh, and I'm glad they're on the field together. I thought they were extremely fast football teams, watching the special teams, watching the kickoffs and things of that nature. Um, Look at the kickers. I think little things like that. Was there ever a time when they made an extra point? Because you know how crucial those are now. Or even the field goals during the game. There was never any, oh, he snuck that one in. Oh, he barely got that one in. It was just automatic right down the middle. Even the kickoffs. It's either a touchback or they would sky kick it deep. And they're tackling the guy inside the 20-yard line. It just – both very well-coached football teams. One thing that I think we should hit on is before the half, uh, the non-call timeout by San Fran when they were going to get the ball back. And my whole thinking, I was trying to rationalize what Shanahan was thinking. And this is the thing that I came up with, that, yes, we don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes, first off. But it's 10-10. We get the ball to start the second half. I got to be now on what they're doing defensively. And I think our defense is playing very well against Mahomes. But in his mind, I'm thinking, I know what I need to do at half, what little adjustment or correction we need to make. We get the ball first. We're going to go down and score a touchdown. Our defense will stop them, and we can get a cushion. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but certainly I was doing like John Lynch in the booth. I was saying, hey, timeout, time for a timeout. But they didn't go with that. I don't know what your yeah. thoughts were. Now, I, as a player, I, my my opinion on this has changed, right? So when I was a player, I would have probably thought we should control the clock there, run the ball out, because my perspective was all about pass rushers. So I wouldn't want there to be some catastrophic pass protection breakdown from me or someone else and have a sack fumble happen on our side of the field with Patrick Mahomes. So I, as a player, I would have said, let's run the ball. Let's take just exactly what they did. Let's take a shot after the clock has been run down and where we could maybe get some points, maybe not. But now watching football for six years since I've been done playing, 
uh, I'm the other side of the coin. I think the minute that you stop being aggressive, it changes the whole mindset of your team. And it feels like we saw that a little bit with the way that the second half unfolded uh, late in the game, that maybe that was just enough doubt to put in the Niners' minds that we're scared of the we're scared of the Chiefs, right? So, uh, I, as a player, I would have done what what they did as a as a fan and a and a broadcaster. Now, I think they should have picked the tempo up. But either way, it was a great game. I felt terrible for Joe Staley, the left tackle for the Niners, because in his thirteenth season or fifteenth, whatever it is, you know, to lose like that, he's got to be thinking that his days are numbered. Um, much like Andrew Whitworth the year before, I just I sympathize with those really good offensive tackles. Want to see them win, but I, I happen to know Mitchell Schwartz a little bit from from being a buddy of his brother Jeff, and happy for him. And Matt Moore, you know, got himself a Super Bowl ring, Jake. So you know, who knows what's in store for this for the 2020 season? Yeah, who knows what's in store? And then uh, longtime Panther employee Ted Cruz, who's now director of communications for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Ted got more airtime than Andy Reid after the game. I saw Ted cheesing. It he up was with all over. Smile, all over. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did I that saw... on purpose too. He's like, I could go to Andy Reid's left side, be <laughs> off camera. No, I'm coming right. The screenshots are going to be epic. That's going to be on his I, Christmas card. Is him with Andy Reid on after the word like coach over here. Merry Christmas from the Chris family, right? Well, I don't think his wife Michelle will do that, but I will say this. <laughs> so Monday morning, I am driving to the to the barn. It's five thirty in the morning, so I know it's six thirty in Miami. I know it's still early. I know they had a late night, so I sent the group text out to Matt Moore and Ted Cruz because we were on a little text stream prior to the Super Bowl, and I just hey, congratulations, fellas, you won the Super Bowl. You know, blah 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 immediate response from Ted Cruz, you know, to God be the glory. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz did not go to sleep that night. I have a feeling Ted Cruz was in South Beach having a good old time being a Super Bowl <laughs> champ. Now, this, the lack of sleep would be high out of those guys celebrating all night. But all right, well, this is a Panther, primarily a Panther broadcast or podcast that you and I do. So we got to talk a little bit more about our guys. First off, the day that our show comes out on Fridays, last Friday, I believe it was, Greg Olson hit put out on Twitter and the Panthers followed up that they would mutually be agreeing to part ways. Since then, Olson said, you know, obviously that the Panthers wanted to move on and he was understood that and, you know, there's no hard feelings or whatever. We'd be remiss to not talk about Greg Olson, the best offseason acquisition, Marty Herney's ever brought in a trade during training camp I, I that would be my opinion because Olsen just uh, I mean made a NFL historical mark on that tight end position with his time in Carolina Jake and it's just been so fun to see what he's done what he's done in the community and obviously he's going to stick around and be a part of the community but a big loss for the Panthers organization moving forward just with the impact Greg's had while he, while he was a Panther you know this is when I think of Greg Olson, I think I think of one thing. How in the hell did the Chicago Bears let him go for what a fifth <laughs> round pick? I mean, are you kidding me? Marty Herney, he he must have said, "Am I dreaming here?" A fifth was it a fifth round pick? They had to trade to get Greg Olson. There wasn't I mean, much. Are you? Are you kidding me? Now my question to you is when so it was training camp when he was traded. Was yeah. that correct? Yeah, exactly. When he stepped on the field for the first time, you you had to have known, like, 
oh my gosh, we, we haven't had a tight end look like this ever in our time here in Carolina yeah. since 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 Wesley Walls. And we obviously right. didn't play with Wesley. But well, what was the initial thought of the players when he shows up at, at camp? And I, I promise you, he's light years ahead of every other tight end on the team. Well, it was actually, I looked it up while you were just saying that was a third-round pick. And Mike Martz, who was the coordinator at the time, I remember Olsen told me this, that he Olsen said Martz just didn't think he would use a tight end in his system like that. So they got a third-round pick for him, which honestly is pretty high value uh, in the open market, as you know. Um, my thoughts on Olsen when he got there, I'd seen some games, some Chicago games on TV where they do your mug shots, you know, your before during starting lineups <laughs> and stuff. And I yeah. always thought Olsen looked like a jerk. I just thought his mug – I didn't know him. I just thought that the mug shot, he looked like a jerk. So I totally judged him based on – some Monday night football mug shots. And so I was real standoffish when he got there. And you know me, I'm not a standoffish guy, but I was just, I'm embarrassed to say that I jumped to such a conclusion, but I was like, oh, he's a jerk. I've seen his picture a few times. <laughs> so I, I stayed away. Not, I mean, not at a great distance. I mean, but I warmed, I warmed up to him quick. He was definitely in an odd spot, an unannounced unknown trade during training camp put him in Carolina with a little, he was a little pissed that the whole thing went down. You know, he'd put taken up a lot of roots in Chicago in a short time, but as you said, quickly knew we had a special player. Did I know he'd end up being fifth in receive receptions all time? I think is that's right for tight ends. No. Did I know that he would do all the off the field things and, you know, have his impact? He didn't know, but yeah, just a huge, huge boost and a wonderful present to Cam Newton to be able to have Greg Olson in his huddle for 10 years because Olson, Olson would write the ship when the, the play call was going awry early in Cam's career. He'd get the formation set up. Olson would block. He was on the field all the time. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for Greg that he's exploring his options on the field because he's got a lot to, to give to a team that's looking for a veteran player at that position. And, and he's going to have a lot of fun. Similar to what I said about Cam this offseason, if Cam ends up going somewhere else, I think Olsen will have a heck of a fun time another year, two, three years, whatever it is, going somewhere new, getting some fresh blood, some excitement, some energy, a new tunnel to run out of, and I expect to see some more big things out of him. So definitely will be missed, but it's time time for somebody else to step up, Jake, and that's really the way this whole offseason, in my you know, in my opinion, is going to go. The other, the other Panther that we don't see anymore, Wes Horton, who's been a role player D-end and somebody who really has overachieved his whole career, in my opinion, for – for um, how he came into the league as an undrafted guy at USC, but he announced his retirement. And then looking at our free agents, Jake, the defensive line, I mean, there's so many questions. Mario Addison, Gerald McCoy, Bruce Irvin, they're all free agents. They're all a little long in the tooth, but at times this year, they all were very impactful. I, I mean, they, that was our starting three of our starting four D linemen, numerous games. What do we do there? Bradbury and Boston are both free agents. So, defensively with a new staff, a new coordinator, there's a lot of pieces. Ross Cockrell, who was our defensive MVP, both of us, and uh, even down to Kyle Love and Vernon Butler. Vernon Butler, I think, wrote his own ticket with what happened in the Indy game, getting ejected. But speak about that defense, Jake. JV and Elliott, too. I mean, there's just a ton of guys that are up for free agency, and where do we draft? And you know, you're the coordinator walking in, Jake. What do you do with all these pieces? Well, I, and listen, I don't know if you even mentioned Luke's name and the void that that's going to bring uh, somebody in the middle. So you have Shaq. Shaq will be your 
you know, your your voice in the linebacker room. I'm I'm trying to look at, for the positive side of it. I think getting KK back will be I mean, you're signing an all pro in essence. So in essence, you have an all pro that's coming back. So a lot of mock drafts. Yes, I know it's February, we're st- but mock drafts have us taking a defensive lineman, which probably would not be the worst case scenario if you can get a big kind of run stuff or meat eater type of, of, of individual in there. But we're going to have to fill in some pieces. I think Trey Boston comes back. I think with him and, and Eric Reed, they make a good tandem. Uh, and it's hard to find cornerbacks. Look, we saw the debacle with what happened with Josh Norman. Um, you don't draft a guy, develop a guy, and then just let him walk for nothing. Uh, so I, I'm hopeful because um, I, I just found Bradbury, it's like, you know, did okay early on, and then the, then the second year got a little better, then the third year really started to play really good football. Um, and, and to be honest, teams just had to run it on us because we couldn't stop the run. So his opportunities in the past, in the past game were, 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 weren't much. And he really has done a good job against Julio for the most part, which is hard to do, Mike Evans. Uh, so hopefully we can sign him back. But, Jordan, we need to – we have to get big up front. We have to get big and nasty up front on the defensive line. I, I just – we saw it in both football teams in Kansas City, but mostly, you know, San Fran. San Fran, they lined up those four animals and, like, go. Go get the ball. And um, they did a fantastic job all year long. But we have to get better up front. Yeah, that's the key. The run was more than problematic all year long, Jake. So is it Gerald McCoy who was on a one-year deal with Bruce Irvin? I, I, I don't know. And it's it, everything to me is just really feeling like it's a dang near total rebuild, Jake, with a whole it new coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, and you need, you need to. I. I was talking to uh, Joe Person from The Athletic, who I've maintained a good relationship with, and he was asking me, does it feel like it did when uh, the lockout year when we really dumped a lot of the roster? And and similar, but without the circumstances of the unknown of a lockout, you know that the offseason will be what it is. And we're fortunate with our offseason, a new head coach, to have an extra two weeks of uh, OTAs and an extra, uh, extra workout time together. So that'll be beneficial. But all these new position coaches got to meet their players. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see Jake Peets, who was the running back coach and helped Christian McCaffrey have so much success. He's moving to quarterback coach. He was retained. But so now Christian, even Christian's going to have a new coach. The only, the only holdover from last year that's in the same spot is our special teams coordinator, Chase Blackburn, which I feel was a great uh, uh, interview. And, and he got the job. As he said, it, he wasn't retained. He interviewed for the job and got it. So, so many new pieces, Jake, and it's just – it's nuts. I went through a, a coaching staff change when Ron came in, and you got to try out again to earn the the respect and the, the relationship with your position coach, with your coordinator, with your head coach. So everybody's up for review. But there's got to be players in, that play this next year. Greg Van Roten's one. You're on the O-line, you said we got to get bigger. I think Greg Van Roten did a nice job last year, and it depends on where – his representation feels like they wanted him to come in at, but Daryl Williams as well. So definitely a lot of pieces. And we'll talk about this more, Jake, in our off-season episodes. And uh, the, all the decisions for all this ultimately come down to David Tepper. And before before we finish up, I got to talk about this. You sent me a cart talk. Bill Voth was maybe one of the best Panther hires of all time was Bill Voth pulling him from black and blue review, which he started and got going independently, bringing him to be a 
one of our media personalities for panthers.com and, and our website stuff, social media. And he does cart talk where he picks guys up in the cart, golf cart, drives them to the stadium or to from practice to the stadium. It's just a great piece. And you sent me this and I, and I'd seen it as well uh, posted on social media. He got with Nicole and David Tepper down in Miami. And for anybody that hasn't seen this segment, it's a great piece. We're so fortunate to have ownership. That's just a normal dude. Besides the fact that he's a multi-billionaire. Other than that, he's just a normal dude. And his wife, Nicole is a lot of fun. And Jake, you sent it to me. Said we got to talk about this great piece. I was laughing the whole time and, uh, enjoyed it especially the part where he said scrabble is a mathematic game nicole how is david board games i feel like he's so probably it, not a good loser i'm gonna I give him a, a compliment loser. you know why i'm a good loser you know what the problem is you don't lose That's i'm gonna give him a compliment yeah he is a unbelievable scrabble player i don't think there's a person i know that could beat him in scrabble really so math and spelling dave no, it's not. It's still a he mathematical cheats game. Cheats a little bit. Don't like cheat. Some words, like we're not sure if they're like Scrabble. So words, you're saying Scrabble? You see it more of a mathematical game than a spelling game. Yeah. With him, everything becomes a number. So everything's a number to David. Everything's a number. But this is where <laughs> I. This is where I had the problem. You're in Miami, and you're riding on the golf cart. If you look at everybody else that's on the beach and and they're passing people, everybody has their shirt off. And he doesn't have his shirt off riding in the golf cart in Miami. So, Tepper, I can't wait to see you and can't understand why. You're in Miami. You have to take the shirt off. And, and you're on the beach. Come on, Tep. Let's go. Well, he, he sounds – he said he swims in the ocean and they had an interact, a run-in with a shark, which would maybe keep him out of the water a little bit more, even though he said he didn't. But he seems to me like he's a uniform kind of guy, right? I only see him in a certain amount of clothes. There's a, there's khaki, there's baggy khakis with a polo. There's a Panthers dry fit shirt with Panther hat and shorts. I've seen him in a button up shirt a couple times at some formal events. <laughs> they were when the Panthers and Rock Hill announced that the, the, it, it was underway to build this new practice facility. All the, Rock Hill and South Carolina representatives, everybody was all suited up. Our owner was in a the baggy khakis and a button-down shirt. So I don't know that he has a uniform, Jake, that would go well with South Beach style. We might have to add a fourth outfit to his repertoire. I, I think we can. And I think if he would allow us to pick it out for him, I think that would do wonders. I believe Nicole would be all for it. I can promise you that. You're, I think you're a would. uniform guy as well, though, Jake. So don't you can't give him – any of that you you've got your set outfits that you roll with is you and him are two peas in a pod jordan we're talking about tepper here we're not talking about this, okay <laughs> well if any, scrabble's a math game evidently that's where i've been going wrong all i ever want to do is get sarcastic words and try to make everybody laugh when i play scrabble that's probably why my record isn't as high as the multi-billionaire math genius Dave Tepper because it's evidently a math game. So from now on, I'm only reaching in that bag to get Zs and Qs and Js, and I'm going to be a scrabble juggernaut with calculator by my side, Jay. Go check it out. It's a great piece. So It's a great piece. And also, did you see when they had to use the subtitles with his Pittsburgh accent? So like in Pittsburgh, you would say, well, you throw the ball up the hill, Okay. And you would say, like, ain't Yin's guy's going to throw the ball up the hill. What was what? that? Say it slower so we can put the captions on. Well, right you throw the ball up the hill. Right. It would be, ain't Yin's guy's going to throw the ball up the hill. He was reaching there, I feel. You know, I, I, 
That's like well, you. If somebody said, give me some Cajun accent, you're going to say the most Cajun thing you can think of, even if you don't say it from day to day. I'm upset with Bill or whoever put the subtitles because he talked about, you know, throwing the ball up the hill. And he said, right. he said, throw the ball, F-R-O, F-R-O, throw the ball, throw the ball. And they put T-H-R-O dub. I mean, so yeah. disappointed in Bill. I mean, come on, man. It's embarrassing. Just, just because. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean, look, yes, he owns the team, but come on, man. Have well, some standard, Bill. Let's in twenty twenty, in twenty twenty, we should be more sympathetic of cultural differences and get the spelling right. Right? There's a whole group of people in Pittsburgh mad now that we didn't get the spelling right on throw the ball. So, I'm going to take it up with Bill. <laughs> we we should do a cart talk at some point in time with subtitles all over your foreign language you speak, Jake. But in the meantime. Enjoy a little bit of downtime now. Let that body recover. Have fun with the family. And I'll see you once a month or so. I won't see you. I'll talk to you once a month or so so we can keep making the world a better place with our wonderful words of wisdom, Jake. Well, we know we'll be keeping the fans on the edge of their seat waiting for the next edition of the Jordan and Jake podcast. And so, uh, you know, we're going to have to make sure we bring it whenever we do come back on um, in the next whatever it may be. We're going to be talking so, combine. We're going to be talking draft. We're going to official visits. Oh, I can't wait. I'll be planting you crops watch? here next week too. So there'll be veggie veggie talk will be hot on the list for me. Will you watch the combine on NFL? I Network? watch. I watch the big guys. I do. I like it. Brings I'll, back a lot of memories. I actually just yesterday I was doing some bench press in my garage and the reps got up there higher and I thought, hey, this kind of reminds me of the combine. What was my combine numbers? And I googled it. And I thought, man, I should do a little – we should get some former players and do a then and now combine. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, if man. we could do it for charity or something, do it at the stadium. And we it's like a jump-a-thon for every tenth of a second over our old 40 time. Someone donates $100. We'd make millions. Oh We'd be so slow. Yeah. It'd be awesome. We'd have to run the, you know, we'd have to run the 40 downhill. The worst for me would be vertical. I've never been a great oh. jumper, but you know, pre-draft, I worked on it, and I had all the, the tricks down for cheating where you could roll your shoulders back and make your reach lower when they, when they test your reach. And then when you jump, it gives you like – so I actually got a – I looked this up. I got a 31-and-a-half-inch vertical. Now, Jake, man, it's, oh it's 20, maybe 20. Maybe. Well, let's not say this out loud. We're gonna let Julius to keep enjoying this retirement body that he has. Yeah, and I'd there like you go. to get footage footage of Julius at the combine because freak of nature's uh, do things that most people can't, and I'd like to see him now. Well, I wasn't huh. gonna invite him. I was gonna stick with guys like you and me, Jake. But all right, we'll work yeah, on that. We'll see if what? we can get. Let's see if we can get yeah. something done. Who knows? I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, see you, buddy. Yeah, bye. Wow, <laughs> wow,